Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. This week I am joined once again by Lee Allen of Midnight Quests uh, to talk about his latest project, Book of Dreams. Woohoo! Welcome, Lee. Hey, how are you? Good to be back. Yes, good. So you were you were on before. I can't even remember when. I feel like time isn't even a thing anymore. Yeah, uh, I think since twenty twenty, the concept of time is very dynamic. Uh, yeah, I think it was in the before times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so thank you, thank you for coming back. Um, so we are here to talk about, like I was saying, your latest project, which is. Very exciting and very unique. I, I feel like in the escape room world, at least it's and the puzzle world. I, I think it's a first for me that I've seen and uh, excited to talk about it. Before we do, um, for those who haven't uh, who haven't listened to the previous episode, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Talk a little bit about who you are and how you got into this world. Sure. Um, how I got into this world is a very specific phrasing. Yeah, so uh, I am Lee for Midnight Quests. I originally, a few years ago, moved away from software development to escape room writing. I wrote various physical escape rooms in Israel and in a few other countries around the world, including the United States. And then came COVID and laughed at my face, which meant everything really had to shift. Uh, since COVID, I've been writing various kinds of digital games. Um, some of them were bespoke games for specific companies. But my main project, which some of you have hopefully heard of, is The Pyramid. It's a digital, digital escape room that I've been running for corporates in Israel and in 37 additional countries around the world. It's been an absolute pleasure, an absolute privilege to be able to run it. Yeah, I, I think we played... I think we played the pyramid. Yeah, again, I I do distinctly remember that. Uh, but again, it was in the before. Oh, no, it was in it was during twenty twenty. But that's all a mix in my head. Yeah, that's I have totally very true. distinct memories. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. So you've been making digital games, but the Book of Dreams is a little bit different. It is it is a not a digital game, but actually a physical book. You've just launched the Indiegogo, which it's kind of funny. As of this recording, it's 100% funded. Uh, so congratulations, I guess, first. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is remarkable. We launched it yesterday at 8.30 p.m. my time. And yeah. three hours later, we were fully funded. Uh, at some point in that evening, I just went home, went to my living room and laid down on the carpet and stirred into beer. <laughs> Just fully exhausted and shocked. The support has been tremendous. Honestly, yeah, it uh, looks very exciting. I know I, I'm one of the backers, so I'm like, oh, I'm thank excited you. to to get it. So I I guess I guess I should. The first question to ask is, what is the Book of Dreams? How would you describe yeah, it to me? Sure. So the Book of Dreams is what we called a puzzle anthology. Essentially, it is a puzzle book. There's a plot going through it, and each chapter has a few puzzles going in it. However, in order to make the book special, this, this book is created by 12 lovely companies from all around the world. All companies have something to do either with escape rooms or digital puzzle games or mail puzzle games, etc., etc. So each chapter is written by a different wonderful company from all around the world. Each company uses their own style of writing, their own style of puzzle, their own style of art. So while there is one coherent storyline going through, 
each chapter really stands on its own and it shines a light towards one of the amazing people who are in our community. And the greatest thing about the book, which we are most excited about, is that 100% of the profits are donated to Doctors Without Borders. Doctors Without Borders are doing amazing work all around the world and specifically in Ukraine too during these very complicated times. So we are very happy to work with them. That's amazing. And so how did, you know, what, what prompted you to want to create this, I guess? Two years ago in 2020, um, up the game, the convention in the Netherlands was about to take place. And a friend of mine, Jonathan, who has created the wonderful digital games of Chernobyl, and I wanted to give a talk about what would come on the day after escape rooms die. What would come next? And people reacted in the very obvious reaction of, <laughs> wow, that's a bummer. Which makes a lot of sense. A few months later came COVID and basically put the conversation oh, wow. to test. Yeah. yeah. So we sort of accidentally predicted everything. And in the past two years, for me with the pyramid and in general, I think two of the strongest things for me, or at least the one strongest thing for me in the past two years that helped me both in the business world and personally was the global escape room community. Mm. I've made, I've made so many great, great friends that I now consider personal friends of mine. Most yeah. of them I've never even met physically right? at this point. Oh, it, it's I absolutely amazing. Home. Yeah. And I've played so many great games by so many different people. And I really wanted to create a project which will be sort of a love letter to the global community. Sort of a thank you to all of you for helping all of our come all of our products survive for allowing so many companies to experiment to try different things and find what new things can fit the escape world during COVID. so that's where the idea came from let's create something which is big and massive and more than everything based on happiness and sorry about the cliche but love yeah so i really wanted to get together with me a bunch of people who all have both wonderful products and are just lovely, lovely people that helped all of us, I think, survive these exciting Crazy times. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting that you, like, that's that's one thing, that's one question that always goes across my mind, right? It's always the, like, I love escape rooms and I will always love escape rooms, but there's always that that niggling thought in my mind of, like, are they are they a fad? Like, regardless of covid are they a fad or are they are they here to stay and if they're not if they're just a fad which you know they very well might be you know are they going to talk about us like you know people talk about victorians now like remember that time people did that crazy thing and um how will it influence future mediums and how will it how will it evolve into something else yeah so while i do not think that it's Com- a complete fad. Escape rooms are here to stay. Escape rooms are yeah. the best thing to exist. Escape rooms, I think, as a concept, are constantly evolving. Yeah. New concept. Escape rooms that are half movie. In Israel, there's an escape room in which you create, you make food while playing. Oh, Some that's of- cool. It is absolutely oh. remarkable. Oh. Honestly, in one of the rooms, you end the room by baking your own pizza. Oh my 
gosh, that's Absolutely amazing. amazing. Yeah, so different companies from all around the world keep trying to innovate and experiment. And it's so exciting to keep seeing that. And I think that the last couple of years proved even more how creative and imaginative everyone in this community are. So I'm sure yeah. escape rooms are here to stay, but who knows what they will become. What form they will take. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like seeing the online, and we've talked about it on this podcast before, like the creativity that's come out of the online and the take-home world and that uh, yeah. since COVID started. It's one of the silver linings to it, I feel like. Um, exactly. Yeah. So going back, going back to the Book of Dreams. So, yeah. of course, like how did you go about assembling so we were joking before the podcast but you said you actually use this wording i called it almost it's for those who are enthusiasts you probably will recognize most if not all of the names on on the book of dreams all the puzzle designers and it's almost like an, a, an avengers team of of escape room yeah designers. that's how i kept describing it to the much much geekier avengers most of us yeah. won't be able to save the world, but hey, we can write some good puzzles. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great question. I think there are so many wonderful and amazing companies from all around the world who yeah. I really admire. But I think I really just started approaching people who all of them are people who are there two important factors. I don't want it to become too technical because it was a lot from an emotional place, I suppose. But both, yeah. they have really, really awesome products and very importantly, are really, really awesome people. Yeah. Every single person, we'll go through the list in a moment, but every single person are just great people. Since we really wanted this project to be all about optimism and happiness, I really wanted every aspect of it to be that yeah. It's really apparent. We have our group chat, of course, that grew wilder and wilder yesterday night as we watched the numbers climbing up. <laughs> but the sheer sense of happiness and the selflessness of this project, it's exactly those kind of people, which is awesome. So if you don't mind me just running through the list very quickly. Absolutely. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's hear the breakdown. Sure, we'll go in the, the only... Let's just go. So we have Bluefish Games, um, Anna and Ace, which have those wonderful games, and also a weekly online puzzle, which is really great yeah. to keep me sane and feel as if I am unable to solve puzzles quick enough, as <laughs> I usually get. That's, yeah, I'm very humbled by the puzzle puzzle yeah. solver world, because, ugh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, I solved the puzzle straight away, and uh, yet I'm somehow 18th. Yeah, I just, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I solved the puzzle, I think, in an hour, and I felt really proud of myself, fully knowing that, like, 200 yeah. other people solved it in 10 seconds. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> so moving on, we have Errol, who yep. everyone here should know, of course, Cryptic yep. and so many other. He's basically the concept of a happiness in a person. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, he's the kind of person, basically... Essentially, I think I've sent him a message, which I told him I have an idea. I think before I even got to the idea itself, he was on board. Like, I'm in! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just he wants to find a way to spread his puzzle and happiness. Uh, yeah. Moving on, we have um, Cryptic Events, which is Phil Hill. Phil has amazing oh, yeah. events, bespoke events in the UK. And also, during the last two years, he has uploaded so many different kinds of 
puzzles for free just to help people stay sane. And he was really a big part of that, which I appreciate. Uh, also, a shout out to Phil. He is in charge of most of the graphics for our Indiegogo page. He has done an amazing oh. job. Yeah, so thank you so much, Phil. Each chapter um, is created by the... The art of each chapter is created by the creators themselves of the chapter, but Phil has done the main logo and everything. The overall. Yeah. So I've sent so many messages to the poor guy. Next on the list are Deadlocked. Those are Charlie and James. Yeah. Um, Hard not to recognize them, both for their physical games, their digital games, the songs associated with them. They are such creative people. Moving on to Enigma Emporium, Logan and Kiara. Um, They have the Wish You Were Here postcards which I think they were the first physical product I got sent home, which is a puzzly one. And I fell in love with it so deeply in love. I think what they're doing is brilliant. It's amazing how much you could fit on that little postcard. I know, yeah. Every time I remember that the first time we got the postcards, you just get this small envelope with five small postcards and it feels... How much content can it be? Both brilliant puzzles in quantity and in qualities. Great. Yeah. Moving on to Summer from Locurio. Um, they yep. have great rooms in the US. Well, we now I have not played them yet, but I've heard so many great uh, things. So, yeah. <laughs> Summer, I'm on my way. Um, moving on are Elisa and James from Perusal Games. Perusal Games do audio escape rooms. I've mm-hmm. randomly stumbled upon them two years ago, and I fell in love with them. Those rooms are full of so much happiness. And the great thing about their games is that the way the story is told through the GM and the kind of personal connection that you feel with a game master really, really elevates the game. So they are wonderful people. Next on the list is the one person who you cannot do a crowdfunding without because she's a guru of that, Rita from Poscurious. Oh, who, yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, yep. Everyone on this who is listening to us now should play her games if you haven't. She has... Yeah, I've played Teleford yet to play their own flame. Uh, I'm waiting. I'm eagerly waiting for my copy to arrive. I've seen people posting about it. It is so shiny. Yeah, it looks yeah. so pretty. Yeah, her yeah. games have that unbelievable ability to have really good content and be ridiculously pretty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Emerald Flame is a box that whenever I'll finally get mine, I'll just then hang the box on my wall just to look at it before I go to sleep. Yeah. Um, Moving on now, Anna and Lisa from Scarlet Envelope, another fantastic, fantastic company with great products who they send. Uh, Next one, from Amsterdam, we have Francine and Victor from Sherlock. They have um, the Vault escape room, who for years was my favorite escape room in the world. And they have teamed up with Orb Amsterdam and Terry from there who do um, AR, augmented reality. So their oh. chapter is really techy. They, they've sent me so many videos and it's un- unbelievable. You take your phone, you scan the pages. I won't give anything away. Up. Yeah, I know. I saw them. I saw the, they made a post of like an example, like a tech demo almost of it. Yeah, like, I'm like oh, a small what? kid. Every, every time they send me something, I keep smiling. They are they're wow. really awesome stuff. Both companies there have done some great stuff. And finally, we have Nick Moran from Time Run. He has been involved with so many amazing projects in the UK, yeah. like uh, Sherlock and the time is now. And I think the Spectre game is now, Boxes, sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Spectre and Boxes' latest one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which I've not 
um, got on the plate, obviously, but it just looks amazing too. I'm uh, I'm hoping to get yeah. I'm again eagerly awaiting that dining room sized. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I think Nick. Door. I'll just rent a bigger house next time just for his product. I think. So. Well, I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm torn because I have like, you know, my my office set up on my dining room table now, and so I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to like find a new office space somewhere to office. To, uh, Who needs work? Just keep playing game. Yeah. I know. Well, I gotta fund the games. That's the <sighs> problem. Yeah. Like, yeah, and of course, uh, the final company is mine, Midnight Quest, and my job is basically to f- completely fanboy over every single person here and basically yeah. produce a project and bring it together, which is a lot of fun. Amazing. Yeah, so all of the, uh, like, you know, some, a lot of those actually have appeared on this podcast before, and, and I could also vouch that they are lovely people. Um, yeah. I also was like, I forgot to mention, yes, Scarlet Envelope, I get excited about too, because they're, they're Canadian, uh, in Toronto even, so that makes me excited because it's local and <laughs> yeah that's great yeah it was important for me to also get a variety of people from a few different countries so as you were saying it's you know you've got these 12 designers right and you know there's there are 12 very different voices that are all going into this book so um i guess there's two there's two levels of it and what was the collaboration like in the in the design process was everybody pretty much kind of working on their own and occasionally coming and mostly uh, funneling their stuff through you? Or was it more like of um, a team collaboration? Did everybody come in and talk about their concepts to, to kind of get ideas flowing? So essentially, it was really important for me that while this is a collaboration, each creative will also get to keep their own voice here. Because when people buy the book because of, for instance, Scarlet Envelope, I really want their chapter to stand out and feel like exactly what they were hoping for. So on the one hand, each company worked mainly on their own designs. Um, I had a chat chat with many of them. But also we have our Facebook group in which we a lot of people kept throwing in concepts or drafts just to hear each other's feedbacks. Because the great thing about this group is there's a lot of mutual respect for everyone so all of the voices matter and are important here which is mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic so mostly each chapter and all there was some people talking with each other and thinking about stuff together and uh and for yourself i'm sure that it was a challenge or it was probably a, an enjoyable challenge but keeping a, a core concept at, at in mind while also letting while also letting the puzzle designers have their own distinctive voices, still having it kind of adhere to that overarching storyline, I guess. Yeah, completely true. So I really wanted the main storyline to be one that in which all chapters feel related to it, but also you can solve the chapters out of order without yeah. it feeling problematic. And then came the idea of um, the Book of Dreams. The story is of Lucy, a 10-year-old girl who had a long and exciting day, went to sleep one night and got lost in her dreams. In order to wake up, she needs to navigate through her dreams, which means that each company, each chapter tells a story of one of Lucy's dreams. And the great thing about that is that because dreams are such a dynamic world, each company took it to such a different place. Some yeah. of the chapters feel like a part of a kid's story. Some of them are more mysterious. One of them is 
quite dark. I won't mention which one, but hey, Errol. Nice. I assume you're listening. Yeah, Errol. Oh, okay. oh, like, so, yeah, okay, here's here's the fun thing about Arrow. The fun thing about him not being here is that, well, no, I can still say it when he's here, too. <laughs> but uh, the fun thing about Arrow is that, yeah, he is happiness embodied and yet somehow can also tap the darkness of humanity in all of his work. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah, so his chapter, for instance, is in a more dark and profound way, not in a negative way, of course, in a very, very positive way. So all of the chapters all represent dreams of Lucy, and some of them Lucy makes more of an appearance and some of them a bit less, but it's one big dream anthology. That's that's funny. Yeah, you're and you're absolutely right, like, about dreams. It's such a simple concept, but, like, for instance, last night I had two very distinct dreams from one another, right? Nobody dreams consistently yeah and and you can you can have a horror dream and then follow it with like yeah a child like story fairy story kind of dream and that's that's nice i I like the simplicity of of the plot right there's not you know it's like it's not overbearing it's it's not overbearing yeah it's not constraining people can go with it and and that and that means that like designers have a little bit more freedom, uh, you know. Precisely. Yeah. 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 I, was ask. I also noted, and I appreciate this, is that you? So you you mentioned on your Indiegogo page, you have a hint system built in. Is of it course. in the book or is it like online? It is. Pr- it will probably be in the book itself. Well, uh, yeah, we'll have a way for people to get hints for everything because one important thing about this book, which is important to mention now is that we really want it to be accessible for everyone. We don't want this book to be directed at escape room pros who played over 1,000 rooms. That would mean our crowd would basically be Sarah Dodd and Heiner. So we need a few more people (laughs) than that. Uh, So this book really is, in the level of complexity, we really want it to be accessible for everyone, both in the kind of plot and the level of the puzzles. Now, of course, each chapter is different. That means that the level of difficulty of each chapter is slightly different. However, yeah. each chapter will have its uh, full-on hint system to make sure that no one ever feels frustrated. And the best thing, you stop playing a chapter, you get stuck a bit, you don't want to take a hint, move on to a different chapter. That's something I really appreciate because uh, I know I will be that person, right? Because just as, just as everybody designs differently, everybody can solve differently as well. And everybody has their own strengths, right? And, mm-hmm. and getting stuck somewhere... And not being able to move on is the most frustrating thing. Oh, it's the most frustrating thing, and then uh, and then you get stuck. So that's that's nice that we're able to skip from chapter to chapter if we want. Yeah, and I, I saw a post in one of the I think maybe the main escaper enthusiast group about some room somewhere in the world that gives us the first two hints for free and then charges money for each hint from the third one. So. Which is oh, what? that's a yeah, that's um yeah. yeah go ahead. Hints are such an important part of the experience. If someone chooses to have a hint, it will help improve their experience. We don't yeah. want someone to feel like okay, if I could not solve it without the hint, something's wrong. No, the, not the, necessarily. The, exactly, yeah. the types of puzzles of each chapter are so different from each other. Each person will find his kind of chapter that he likes, that specific kind of puzzles, and that's fine. Yeah, I see those questions going up on the enthusiast group every once in a while. You know, like the, what does people think about charging for extra hints? And and the response is always, 
no. very strong. <laughs> and, uh, awesome, um, yeah. It's it's yeah, it's funny mm-hmm. how my view of hints has changed over the years since since starting escape rooms. I've gotten to appreciate them a lot and and to appreciate the let me play the game my way like let me play the game in the way that i would enjoy most uh you know if exactly i i play with people who are the if i if i take hints i'm a failure and, and uh, they, yeah, exactly. they, yeah. I, I won't lie as many people who know me will admit i am a very ego driven person I am extremely. Oh yeah! If you don't want to hint, that's great. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, no, but yeah. I do completely agree that there's times where hints are important. And that's yeah. Fine. It's like where I, I try to measure my frustration versus fun level, and is the frust <laughs> is the frustration a good frustration? Right? Is it a frustration yeah. where I'm like, this is going to pay off? I just know it. Or is it a frustration like this is dumb? I'm not having fun anymore. And I want to, you know, go and eat cookies instead. Um, so, oh, amen. Yeah. <laughs> Even without any context. Yes. Yeah. Did you, did you, so I know that you said you can play the chapter in any order, but could you, did you like have an idea once the puzzle design started coming in? Did you have an idea of how you wanted to order them just in case people played through? Uh, that is essentially the most complex jigsaw puzzle I've ever had to work <laughs> with. Uh, yeah. I, I'm still playing with the chapter, trying to assemble them back and forth. And of course, this one, like most decisions in here, is not only my decision. It's very important for that to be clear. This mm-hmm. is a group project. Right. While I approach diverse companies with the idea I'm trying to help produce the whole thing, everyone here are doing a tremendous amount of work here both in bringing up the ideas and making it work and the marketing it's everyone so that's very important to be clear there Mm -hmm. but i think the order of the chapters eventually will be one in which we'll try to keep the orders diverse as possible for since all 12 chapters are nothing alike each other but we'll try that those who the most different ones will probably come one after the other right right yeah. yeah, that makes sense. You know, you don't want to like make it to the same Not each all, way, yeah. which yeah. won't be the case anyway. I had that. I've had that experience where I think I played a puzzle game. I can't remember what, but the there were three puzzles that were similar to each other, uh, and so I almost got trained in a way to like play a certain way, and then it suddenly changed up like puzzle styles, and and then kept changing up. But it was it was like the first time it happened, it was kind of jarring because I was like, but it, but it, I've done it like X way this whole time. Why is it now asking me for why? Have and you ever played The Witness? Yes, I have. So, I didn't finish it, I don't think. Yeah. So first of all, without spoiling anything, you should. So um, for people here who are listening who have not ever played The Witness, The Witness is an absolutely fantastic puzzle video game. The concept of it, without giving anything away, is that there is no tutorial whatsoever. There are no instructions. You find yourself on an island full of hundreds of weird screens and you need to figure out what to do with them. And the game finds its way to teach you from puzzle to puzzle the mechanics. And every time you think you understood what's going on, Mm -hmm. it changes again. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think that's something we're really trying to aim for. Each chapter has a few puzzles created by the same minds. Mm-hmm. And every time you understand people think, now let's go somewhere to a completely different dream. Just like you said, two dreams of the same night are never the same. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, just like, I guess, a fun question here. Uh, so when it comes to your puzzle preferences and everything, especially, I'm sure that you were beta testing all of the games. Where do you usually lean with your, what's your preferred puzzle style, I guess, when you're solving? What ones do you, like, I, I hate to admit, I usually gravitate towards logic puzzles and that kind of thing. How about yourself? I, I think, to be honest, I'm... That will be such a boring answer, but I'm happy with any kind of puzzle. I, I really <laughs> like those with logic. I think my favorite ones are those which you stare at the page for a few long minutes, not sure yeah. what the hell's going on, and suddenly as something clicks, you everything becomes extremely obvious and you feel you're not sure how you could not see what you see now. Yeah, those are great moments. Yeah. Yeah. I really like those or puzzle with a smart twist in them that break what you expect from them. I I do love puzzles. It is one of the reasons I love take home puzzles, I guess, or even when I love escape room puzzles is when it can change something that I've been staring at um, for however many hours into something else entirely. Like I I have a new way of looking at an object, right? Exactly. And it's like, oh. I think that's one of the, another great thing. Okay, one of the few great things that happened in the past few years, a couple of years, <laughs> was that people, even the looking at the way remote escape rooms shifted, yes. people kept finding new ways to innovate. And I'm not sure if you've played um, Pursuit of, a, of an Assassin Artist. I did. I loved it. I, if, yeah. if it still exists, if they still run it, everyone, whoever uh, you are, whatever you're doing, drop everything and play. They have found a way to not create an escape room and then deal with the constraints of playing it from afar, but build an escape room for playing from remote. You cannot play it in place. They're playing with the mechanics of the remote in the best way possible. Those yeah. are good puzzles. Those are things that change your expectations, things that are exciting and innovating, which hopefully all chapters in this book are look at the lovely yeah. segue to marketing yeah. yeah, all the chapters you are you are good at marketing yeah no. it's it's one of those things where well like for instance you you do the same thing i feel like with the book of dreams but like pursuit of the uh deadly assassin artist assassin artist yeah yeah i'm like i, I keep throwing deadly in there sometimes um but yeah, we, we've it. talked about it on this podcast before but it it um it does something with the remote world. It's one of those remote games you can play where you're like, I can't play it in real life. Mm -hmm. You can't. It would not be the same experience at all. And I think one thing that's beneficial about your book, because you see escape rooms about dreams, for instance, right? And and uh, one of the nice things about the medium of a book is that you're a lot freer to go to wilder places you can do that as well in physical escape rooms but you have to think think more about things like the cost of building it you have to think about you know how different can we make it uh i, I i've seen one dream escape room that did some neat things cool. uh like with perspective and stuff and with um you know that kind of thing but uh the nice thing about a novel is that you can go wild with your imagination and not have to worry about the constraints of like a physical space so that's a great point yeah i think yeah. that's true in multiple ways first of all the storyline itself mm -hmm. the chapters are full of fantasy and cool world and exciting stuff and also when all creators of chapters were given when i told them what the story is and the concept i really did not want to constrain how the book works. I said, 
do you need, do you just read the book and then there are pieces which are puzzles? Or in a case of one of the chapters, that feels like a completely normal plot of, and you cannot find the puzzle in the book unless you mm. really look into the intricate bit. So each creator really took the medium of a book to a yeah. completely whole different place. I don't want to give too many of them away, but... No, 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 absolutely so, not, yeah. Some people have done so exciting and special things there. Yeah, and like it's something like when Errol did his cryptex hunt that he mm -hmm. wrote the novel for, uh, that was one thing he wanted to do as well was, um, you know, he wanted to make the puzzles difficult to find because he's exactly. a jerk, right? Mm -hmm. uh, his his purpose was like, you know, to punish expert puzzle solvers, but uh, um, no, it wasn't. But it was. Yeah. Uh, uh, he also wanted to make the book in and of itself engaging. It's it's interesting to have like yeah those chapters that might be a bit easier to see the puzzle, a bit difficult, but there's still that compelling um, narrative arc you kind of want to get through as well. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Errol has brought exactly these kinds of expert abilities to his chapter. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine what each like what genre each puzzle designer went with. Like, I think I saw I, I saw one of the posts on your Indiegogo page and I I, I have a feeling it came from Locurio. Uh, it starts with Storykeeper. It's like a little passage. Yeah. With so the great thing about Locurio, what they have brilliantly done is that their chapter served as serves a sort of a prequel to their actual existing physical room. That's what I wondered. I'm like, Storykeeper, that's what their escape room's called. <laughs> what, what a sheer coincidence. What Unbelievable. a detective am I? No. Yeah. So they've done a really, really cute thing here in which you do not have to play their physical escape room before reading their chapter to understand it. But people who have played and obviously enjoying the room oh. will get such a nice added value and vice versa. People who read the read the chapter and then go play the rooms, they're already familiar with the world in which they take place. That was yeah. such a brilliant thing for them to do. Uh, yeah. Imagining like Rita, I've, you know, I've, I've talked with her before. I you know, like I, I just, I like imagining what, what they're, what they're going to be focusing on. Obviously, we won't get any details here, like to, so as not to spoil it. But uh, it's it's fun to kind of imagine knowing what what style these designers normally go for as well, and knowing uh, if you if you know them, if you've played their games, it's like oh, I wonder I wonder what they'll do. I wonder what Scarlet Envelope will do as well, especially if it's if it's like Lucario and Scarlet Envelope and that sort of thing. Who have who have physical games um i'm curious to see like how how that transition happened for like a a puzzle entirely held within a book instead which is a physical object but i, I don't know if you know what i mean here. i do and i also think that um in the process before each creator set on writing their chapter uh, when they had their initial idea then i had a quick chat about it to make sure i wanted to make sure no chapters are like etc yeah and for each and every one of the creators, the moment they told me their idea, my response was practically always, yep, that obviously that's what you'll go for. Because <laughs> each one of them are doing stuff that are so their kind of vibe, their kind of storytelling language, mm -hmm. which is so great. So really, assuming 
any of the listeners who you've played the games of any of the 12 companies, you can expect their chapter to have exactly that same style. Yeah. Different, different story, of course, but the same style, the same way of telling the story while having lovely, lovely puzzles within it. Yeah. It's so cool. Like it is, it is having an anthology book, like, you know, a bunch of authors contributing to, to a book. I think I, I have one that I'm reading right now on, uh, people who are writing in their own versions of Sherlock Holmes. I think oh, it's that's a big, cute. thick book. Yeah, it's a big, thick book, and I, and I think, I think Errol got it for me one year, and and Neil Gaiman contributed a story, and it's just their own takes on it. It's kind of this. It's it's like that only. It's with very the much that with the bonus of of having puzzles involved as well, making it interactive. Yeah, it, it's exactly that, and being able to read these stories and on the one hand feel as if they're a part of the same bigger picture, but on the other hand, each one of them stands on its own. It's such a, a contrast, those two feelings, but I'm so yeah. excited every time I'm reading a new chapter that comes to my email, to my inbox. So for those, for enthusiasts who like just eat up puzzles and everything, I'm, I'm sure we're, we're all excited about it. For anybody who is newer to the puzzling world, who, uh, might not be as crazy as we are about escape rooms. What advice would you have about solving uh, a book like this? Um, you know, how to go about it? Well, first of all, this book, you've just mentioned a really good point, is not only for enthusiasts, like I've said, whatsoever. This is for groups of friends, for families, etc. And first of all, there's a story itself which is absolutely magical and cute or in one specific chapter, cute and slightly darker. But um, (laughs) the great thing to do is basically find your time, work together as a group. If you have a copy and another friend of yours has it, even if he lives somewhere else in the world, talk between you, raise ideas. If you get stuck, you can either choose to take hints because we have full hints, starting with small hints just to get you going until full hints that will really help you push you through. And if you say you'd rather not take hints yet, move on to another chapter. Take mm-hmm. Jump between Lucy's dreams and those crazy, <laughs> crazy worlds. Yeah. These puzzles are created in a way that are, can be solved and enjoyed by literally everyone. Yeah. So, and the most important thing, if you start playing a puzzle in a, a chapter and you feel as if you're, you don't fully get the mindset of the author, perhaps... The more puzzles of theirs you'll play in the chapter, the more you'll get the way they're thinking. So yeah. don't give up and just have fun with it. This is a lovely and magical tale. Absolutely. And just jumping a bit back here. Sorry, I Please just realized I, I'm I'm curious. So we're how do you how do you beta test something like this? Do you do the designers go out and beta test their own puzzles, do you think? Or is it is it more? Do you, I'm sure you beta tested each other's, uh, for sure. Yeah. And course. or do you have somebody? Are you, are you planning to have somebody beta test the book as a whole, or just because the puzzles are also standalone? There's really no need to. That's a great, great question. So we do first of all beta test each other's puzzles, which is great. That means that our Facebook group is just full of puzzles. That's so much happiness in one group. So we did have a few people here and they're beta testing specific chapters. Um, some authors mm-hmm. sent their chapters to various friends, colleagues, etc., and basically sworn them to secrecy. Yeah. As the book will be ready as a whole, 
we probably will have a few better people better test, beta testing the full product. Because even though the chapters are different from each other, it is important for us that the flow of the story will still be there, will still feel coherent. It still yeah. is. Lucy has this amazing adventure along the night for all of her dreams. So and we really wanted to feel exactly like that. That's going to be the delicate balance, right? It's, it's you know, making, sh- yeah, like, adhering to it makes it unique in the anthology world i guess it's like it's an actual overarching plot as as well as like an overarching theme and you know keeping keeping the puzzles unique while also adhering to the main story exactly yeah and i think we have been able to find that lovely balance so yeah we'll keep working and make sure to be perfect awesome so your indiegogo is funded but are there (laughs) where do you go from here (laughs) that's a great question i mean i basically as we're speaking now i'm at the screen i'm just refreshing it every few seconds so Mm -hmm. there's so much more we have been able to fund it in three hours we reach 150 percent in 12 hours we're 165 right now there's so much more we want to Spread the world. This is a word. Sorry, not a word. I want to spread the word about this book because, first of all, it will be a lot of fun. And second of all, since 100% of the profit yeah, are donated to the borders, there, we have a, another incentive here. We want people to enjoy this book and we want to help Dr. the Borders, who, as I've said before, are doing tremendous work around the world in general and in Ukraine specifically. Right yeah, now. so everything everything after this point is just more money for the doctors. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So and we do have a few more perks which we will hopefully add during yeah. the next twenty-eight days. We want to find yeah, a lot of shinies and basically another many fun ways for people to enjoy themselves while helping the project too. What lessons have you learned from this process that you would bring to projects in the future, I guess? First of all, one thing that I knew from the get-go, and I just got another quick proof to it, this community is awesome. The people in this community are unbelievably supportive. We had, I think I started approaching um, the gang with the idea roughly six months ago. We mm-hmm. finally announced it two weeks ago, and the reactions were amazing. This community is such support of each other. This community is so unique. When someone announces a new game, people are both excited about the prospect of playing a new game and excited for the creator as a person, as a friend. It's yeah. such so the one thing that really is stronger than ever how strong this community is, how it is possible and that we should keep sharing with this community, keep raising crazy ideas with each other. There's always a support. I think another great thing this project has taught me is once again something that I knew before and I got another reminder of how much of the people involved with it business owners etc are many of them most of them are doing it from a place of so much love to this Mm -hmm. community and to the world of puzzles I've had endless discussions with each and every one of the people I've listed before we had hours upon hours with chats and zooms and just trying to finalize the idea. And every discussion that took hours felt as if only five minutes have passed. Every Oh, those idea, are the greatest ones. Yeah, yeah. every idea yeah. got me excited. Every 
discussion always left me with a huge smile on my face. Yeah. This project is really so much all about positivity mm-hmm. in every single way. And the past few weeks, especially the last 12 hours, bloody hell, mm-hmm. have reminded me how much everyone here are awesome. And I'm so excited about being able to bring to all of you our bit of optimism, our love letter, quote unquote, to this amazing community. Oh, fantastic. That's, that's, that's so how I feel too. And it, it does amaze me. Yeah. Like you absolutely nailed it. I hadn't even thought about it before is you're right. People aren't just excited about the projects. They're excited about the people and for the people who are making these projects. So it's, you know, it's, it's great to see that. And I'm really excited to, I'm, I'm really excited to eagerly anticipate my my <laughs> book whenever it comes out. And so if people would like to go and find uh, this project, where can they go to help support? Oh, that's great. So there are two main places where you can go. First of all, which I guess you'll be able to post the links with yeah. the chat. Oh, yeah. Good. So first of all is our Indiegogo page which is just bit.ly slash the hyphen books, hyphen of, hyphen dreams. Right. That's our, yeah, I don't think I need to read out the link. You will post it. <laughs> I yeah. need you to go one letter at a time and slowly yeah. enough. H-T-T. No, no. <laughs> okay. So first of all, it's obviously our Indiegogo page. That's where everything is happening. That's where the magic is happening right now. You can support the book in so many different ways. You can buy a copy of the book. You can cu- buy a copy of the book and have a special mention in the book, The Gratitude. Um, and as I've said before, in the next four weeks, there'll be hopefully more and more perks coming on, more and more ways for you to support us. And another great place is on Facebook. We have the Book of Dreams campaign page. In the past two weeks, I've published a post every single day letting you know about more aspects of the project, more teasers about the chapters. We will be fully transparent all along the way. We will give you updates. Where are we standing right now? What's going on? And we really want all of the community to be a part of this experience. So follow us on Facebook too. Both places have the ways for you to contact us too. Do you have any specific question about the project? Do you have any idea that you think could help? Talk to us. As yeah. I think I've established in the last 50 odd minutes, I love talking. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So those are the two main places. Fantastic. Well, I'm just looking at the time here. Well, thank you so much for joining thank me you. today and uh, telling us more about your your project. And I mean, it's it's a great project, both from a design standpoint, like design opportunities and from you know, just the purpose of it, which is to, to help Doctors Without Borders. And um, it's, it's very unique in that way. And I hope you get all the support that you can uh, to help people around the world. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank um, you specifically and everyone who are listening or supporting. It's amazing. It's such an amazing, it's <laughs> such a privilege to be able to be a part of this kind of experience. All right. Well, thank you. And I will talk us out. Okay.
Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can also email us at roomescapedivas at gmail.com. I love getting emails. And if you are on Facebook, go to the Room Escape Divas Facebook page. We also have community meetups every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, where we discuss everything from escape rooms to what we ate that day. So it's it's always a good time. And then then uh, we, uh, if you are on Twitter, you can use the hashtag redivas. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.